We all want to talk about authenticity. In fact, we want everyone that interacts with us to be their true authentic selves. You hear people ask the question all the time, why can't you be more authentic when you're interacting with me? But you know what I find funny? The people asking the question, when they get pushed, sometimes they struggle too. So if that's the case, why does authenticity even matter? You can ask, what impact does me being authentic or me being inauthentic have to do with my actual life? What does it have to do with my career or my family? Loaded question, but I get it because this isn't a topic that you can talk to too many people about because in order to do that, you have to be completely open, honest, and vulnerable. And we don't all have places where we feel comfortable doing that, so we hold it in. But on this episode, we're going to create our own space so we can talk about it. This way, you don't have to worry about perception. You don't have to worry about saying the wrong thing. And you don't have to worry about bringing up that touchy subject because I'm going to do that. I'm going to put myself out there and I'm going to do that for you. Let's get into it. The Fields Effect. In my first episode, I talked about fear. In my second episode, I talked about confidence. And now I want to dig into authenticity because these three are foundational. And let me start off with the fact that authenticity means different things to different people. In fact, I don't even think that most of us even know whether we're being fully authentic or not. Here's the confusion. Some people will look at the word in totality, but other people will extract pieces that are convenient for the moment to make whatever point they're trying to make or to push their agenda. And that's where it gets confusing. So I want to keep this simple so that we start off on the same page. Start off with authenticity. It's being our true selves without feeling like we're role-playing or acting for the cameras, right? It's an actual representation of who we are, and it embodies our core values and our beliefs. So when you're operating as your authentic self, here's what that means. It means that your words, your values, and your actions all align with each other. Sounds like you, right? You being you sounds easy, but it's not because we spend so much time and so much energy trying to fit in instead of showing everyone who we really are and what we have that's unique to contribute to society. So why is this an issue? Well, society has indicated that if we aren't a quote unquote good fit, we're not an option. And that could be for a job, that could be for a relationship, a partnership, that could be for anything. So what happens here when we want something bad enough, when we really want something, we conform and we make ourselves look like we're a good fit. Knowing that's not who we are, knowing we're making the adjustment, we still make the decision to bend. And when you go against who you truly are, just so you can fit in, haven't you noticed that when you do that, you almost never feel satisfied? You definitely don't feel confident because you're, you're pretending, right? And you don't feel like you belong. And that's why this is not as easy as 
you just being you. (laughs) See, when you allow yourself to get clear on what matters to you, you can start to make decisions that align with your core values. I always say everything is buildable. I say that all the time. But what I mean by that here is that each moment that you make a decision, each moment that you take an action, one way or the other, doesn't matter, those actions start to mold you into who you are. Even if you think it's small, nothing is small. Every step you take matters and it moves the needle one way or the other. So I'll say it again. You always hear people say, just be your authentic self. But what if you find yourself in a spot and you're looking around and you're saying, okay, I want to be, I want to do that, but I don't know who that is because we've gone so long building up this career person or this relationship person because that's who we believe is most desired, right? That's who people want. And what we want is to protect ourselves from being rejected. So we adapt. And when we do that, our adaptive self says this, let me show you how to pivot. I'm going to show you how to protect yourself from being hurt, from being disappointed. In fact, I'm going to show you how to protect yourself from feeling anything. That's what our adaptive self says. It says conform. If you just take a second to think about that, that's what happens. And look, when you're operating in your true authenticity, let's not be fooled. Not everyone will value what you bring to the table. And that's okay. Because as you're making the move to live more authentically, you want to weed them out anyway. Because you want to have healthier relationships. That's the goal, both personal and professional. And that spot, that spot right there, that sweet spot, that's where we start to feel empowered. That's where we start to feel confident. And that's where we get excited to move forward. So let me tell you a story about something that happened recently. My daughter had this conference coming up and she had to participate in the conference as an exhibitor. And this was a really big conference for her. So as it got closer, I noticed she started to get massive anxiety. In fact, she had one of my friends come over so that they could role play and he could pretend like he was at the conference because that's what she needed to do to get comfortable, right? To be fair, she's relatively new to this space. So of course she started going and looking at what exhibitors were there before, what people wore at past conferences and so forth and so on. So as it got closer, I noticed that she started doubting herself because she was saying, I'm not as experienced as these people. I don't know what to say. You know, I'm not a good networker. Oh, this is horrible. And she starts melting down. I think we've all been there. I reminded her of the story that I told in my second episode about confidence. And I was actually her age when that happened to me. And I told her, you have to get comfortable learning. You have to get comfortable being yourself. And I told her, you have to understand not everyone offers the same product or service at these conferences. Not everyone has the same company structure. And she was chosen to attend this conference and to represent her company. And she had to, you know, feel good about that, right? After hours and hours and hours of confidence building talks, the girl was still shaky. She didn't think that being herself was going to cut it. She still thought she needed to pretend to be someone else, someone more experienced. I prepped her as much as I could, but I knew she was just going to have to experience it herself. 
or reference this was her third conference. It wasn't her first, but it was her first in a big city, right? So fast forward, she goes to the conference, she experienced it, she comes home. As soon as she got home and she started talking, I noticed there was this increase in confidence. I don't want to say massive confidence, but a big increase in confidence. And I realized she leaned in when she was there just a tiny bit, but it was just enough that she was able to network successfully. And for her, it was a huge win. For me, it was a huge win because in an environment of uncertainty where you don't feel like you're good enough, she was able to experience what being yourself and trusting yourself, what that felt like. And some of us still don't know what that feels like. So if we really want to talk about what authenticity looks like, what it feels like, we can keep it simple and we can just look at two things, our awareness and our behavior. So let's start. When you look at awareness, knowing who we are and being able to objectively evaluate ourselves can be labor intensive. It can. If you think about it, you're thinking about everything that makes you you. So let's look at our values, our strengths and weaknesses, our intentions, our wants and needs. Let's look at all of that. We can pencil that down pretty quickly when we start thinking about it. Be careful here that you don't discard any of your thoughts because your values can be as simple as contribution or creativity, or they can be as complex as societal progression. So it doesn't matter what it is. Just make sure that it's true to you. And while you're thinking about it, think about all of those legacy beliefs from your childhood or the legacy beliefs that you've adopted along the way, you know, as you've been growing and maturing. Ask yourself if those are truly in alignment with who you are. If they're not, get rid of them. Get rid of them because they don't serve you. Once you figure this out, okay, this is who I am. This is what's important. This is what I think. Now you can start to press yourself a little. The reason why I say press yourself is because now we have to figure out why the heck we do what we do. And when we do that, we have to look at it objectively. I'm going to make a funny reference. Have you ever had a phone call and when you got off the phone, you relived it and you said all the things you really wanted to say and you probably blew off and you had all this confidence and certainty when you were doing it. And then at the end, you wondered, why did I say what I said? Why didn't I say what I really wanted to say? That's what I'm talking about. We have to look at why we react in a particular way in certain situations and why we perform well in some areas, but not in others. So here's the slippery spot we fall into. We can't look at things objectively because now we fall into starting to justify. We don't want to say, that something is negative. We only want to be associated with positive. So we justify why we did what we did. We justify why we are the way we are. Anything we can say to ourselves to take the heat off of something that we didn't like, that we saw. But when we start justifying, we do need to realize we're talking to ourselves, manipulating our own thoughts, electively doing this. If we start going down that hole, we got to take a step back. We have to really think about this, gain a little perspective, because if we keep justifying why, we'll never move forward with authenticity. Does that make sense? I know this part is hard. I know it's hard because when we're looking to grow and develop, 
no matter what stage of life we're in, it's very uncomfortable. Changing anything is uncomfortable, especially when we've already settled into what we believe as far as how we should behave. But if there's something that we want to shift in our life, we have to do it. We have to look at everything and we have to do it objectively. That's dipping our feet in the awareness pool. I hope that makes sense. So after all the awareness, how do we wrap in behavior? Let's start here. When we behave authentically, we're acting in line with everything we just outlined. Okay, we're acting in line with our values, our beliefs, our wants, our needs. And what we're not doing is conforming to how other people think we should be acting. Does that sound easy? It sounds easy, right? Identify who you are and act accordingly. Well, I love the fact that it sounds easy because this is why I love this part. Behavior is where we are the most erratic and the most inconsistent. I told you earlier I would put myself out there for you, so here we go. Let me give you two scenarios. First one, you're faced with a situation where if you behave authentically as your true authentic self, there will be consequences that you don't like. Can you still do it? Second scenario, you really want something, relationship, job, something really bad. And the only way that you can get it is by compromising your authenticity. Would you do it? Sounds dramatic, but these are real situations. These are real situations. And that's why I asked that. Because if we're talking authenticity, if we're talking behavior, aligning up with our thoughts, our beliefs, and our values, we have to be clear. What path are we going to take? Because if we're looking to grow here and we're not being honest about where we are or what we want or what we'll do, any change that we make will be temporary and it will not be sustainable. And here's how this shapes into our real life. I have a girlfriend who met someone she really likes. Now, she is a big personality. Everyone loves her. She's funny. And before she met him, she was able to finesse everyone in her life, you know, her friends, her family, her relationships, honestly, everyone. Everyone gave her a pass to do whatever she wanted, to be immature, to be stubborn, to be selfish, anything, because everyone in her life, we just allowed it. There were never any visible consequences to her. So why change if you don't have to? Well, she meets a guy, things change. He asks her about her financial situation, her diet and exercise habits, her future plans, pressed her on her ability to effectively communicate. These weren't questions that stood out to me, but what stood out was that he was requiring a different interaction from her than anyone she had ever dealt with in the past. If she ever felt uncomfortable in the past, she could blow it off and shut it down. But he required a certain level of respect, of maturity, of understanding. After she had a couple tough conversations with him, she called me and she said, look, I really want to change. I really want to be different. She said she wanted to be less self-centered. She wanted to be more patient and have more mature interactions. So I asked her two questions. One, do you want to make this shift because it's something that you really feel you want to change no matter who is in your life? Or two, do you want to make this change because for the first time in your life, this behavior is preventing you from getting what you want? I ask because these are two very different things. 
The first one, it's an organic change of character, right? Just, it's just her looking to evolve. But the second one is self-serving and it's indicative of the exact behavior that's causing the problem. And it's not sustainable. It would be a temporary change being used for gain. As soon as she gets what she wants, she'll go right back to the same behavior because she never really wanted to change it. She just wanted to do whatever she needed to do to get what she wanted. That's a real life scenario. And this is why I say behavior is the most erratic and inconsistent because she's not alone here. Many of us do this at different levels because we don't take the time to really think about what we truly want. And life plays a part here too. Pressure to accomplish certain things, marriage, kids, career, all of that can impact us. And that kind of pressure has us coming from a place of fear or lack, and that can aggressively impact our decision-making. And sometimes we just make bad ones. Think about a time when you were in a place where you felt challenged or you just felt backed up against a wall, right? Maybe you were confronted by a friend about something you did that would be relationship ending, or you were confronted at work by something that would be career ending. Do you think you would behave in that moment in accordance with your values and beliefs? Or do you think in that moment you would react from a place of survival? That's a real question because that happens to us all the time. I'm giving you all of these examples to demonstrate that yes, It sounds easy when we grab a pen and we write down everything we are and how we want our behavior to be in alignment with that, our values, our beliefs, our actions, it all lines up. But when we get thrust into real world situations, it gets choppy, gets a little choppy, especially if it's an emotionally driven situation like a relationship. So we have to push ourselves if we want to increase the authenticity within our relationships, even if it's a little uncomfortable. We have to let people see us. We have to let them see the real us. And for some of us, that creates a massive anxiety, just like the example I told you about my daughter. And I get that because maybe we're hiding mistakes that we made in the past or we're hiding our poor judgment that we've made in the past or maybe we're still making it, right? Anything that isn't in alignment with how we want to be perceived, that happens. And that's why we started with awareness and really taking the time to look at who we are. That's the only way we can honestly let someone in and let them see the real us. That's the only way we can inch our way towards being more authentic. This is a tough one. And this is why I said in the beginning, some of us look at authenticity in totality. And some of us conveniently choose to highlight pieces of it, the pieces that work in our favor. So back to where we started, what impact does me being authentic or inauthentic have to do with my actual life? That was the question. Here we go. Operating as your authentic self will make you feel more fulfilled because now you're doing what you really want to do. You're doing what's in alignment with who you truly are. You'll feel more motivated in that space, more productive, confident. You'll feel better in your relationships, in your careers. And the other thing is that you develop or you feel a sense of purpose. So dig into what you think your purpose is. Think about where you are now 
and then think about where you want to be. Because what continues to be fascinating to me is how we believe we know in our core who we are and what we want, but then we let our adaptive self lead the way and make all the decisions that move us through life. In my podcast trailer, I said that at some point, we're going to have to make changes in certain areas of our life. What I want to highlight here is that growth is not automatic. Growth is a choice. And we get to decide every day what direction that we want to move in. That's why talking about fear, talking about confidence, and now talking about authenticity help us lay the foundation so that we can dig deeper into other areas of our lives and have a few laughs while we do it. I would love for you to send me a message and tell me about a time when you had to make a choice between operating as your authentic self or making the adjustment to adapt to your environment, because I think we can all learn from each other by better understanding each person's individual journey and individual challenges. I'm Kimberly Fields. Thanks for listening. For more of The Fields Effect, check us out at thefieldseffect.com or connect with us on Instagram at The Fields Effect. Guys, click the follow button and lock in with us because sometimes looking at a situation from a different lens can change your whole experience. I'm Kimberly Fields. Thanks for listening.